Welcome to our panini. This is Saratova Beth. Harsh's um, Balaischa. Here's the question for this hopefully very short year. Do you like to complain? <laughs> do you like when you hear others complaining? What do you feel when you hear people complaining? Do you feel that they mean it for real? Or they're some just talking? Question is the following. Is a Jew capable of a sincere complaint? Because if it's true, well, no, I'm not going to say if it's true. The fact is, Yisrael v'kutshebrichu kulachad, a Jew is one with God, a Yid is one with Hashem, and one with Tyra. Tyra or Tyra is very, is light. So, and Hashem is light. And therefore, if one, Hashem is one, and Tyra are one, it's light. Therefore, by definition, we are light. So when we are feeling light, we don't complain. It's just when we're feeling heavy or dark that we complain. So are our complaints real complaints? Are we ever feeling heavy or dark? So here's the answer. In this Parsha, we find this question comes up. The Torah is divided into five, but it's also divided into seven, according to different opinions. It's five, we've said it in the other shir, five chumashim, but also seven chumashim. The seven chumashim means up until this this parsha, then two psukim in here in this parsha that constitute another sefer, then the rest of this parsha, and then all of sefer, then the rest of of Bamidbar and not all of Devarim. What does that mean? There are two ways of serving Hashem. There are two parts to our lives. It says about five. What's the difference if the Torah is divided into five versus seven? It says that Rabbi Yechonin ben Zakkai at five types of Talmudim. We are one of those five. The fact that there is Torah learning today is because Rabbi Yechonin ben Zakkai asked, at a moment in history when the whole thing was going to come to an end, God forbid, if it could, or it seemed that all of Torah proliferation, Torah lifestyle, the whole thing was just going to come to an end, the base of Mezish was about to be destroyed. Everything would just go dark. At that moment, Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai said, give me a place where I can bring all of this light and concentrate it in one small place. Yavna, a small town of Yavna. Let me take all the Torah scholars and bring them there. And we will continue the light the burning of the flame in this small place. It will all be crunched down. All that Torah learning that happened in the time of the base of Megdish will all be crunched down into this small amount, small number of, of students, small place. And then ultimately, when the darkness is over, it will expand again. So if there's Torah learning today, and Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai had five different types of students. We are, by definition, one of those five different kinds of students. We are 
his students. If we're still here learning, we're his students. So when the Chumash is divided, when the Torah is divided into five, it's talking about in holiness. When you're learning Torah, when everything's, it's the blueprint of life. It's as life is meant to be in Geula. The five. Within Tyra, everything's, it's perfect. There's another aspect within seven. Seven is, there's seven branches of the Menaira. There's seven different ways of serving Hashem. Chesed, Seven different types of Jewish people. When you're in the world, when you're down here in the world, you're outside. You're not sitting and learning a tzicha, a mimer, a piece of gemara. You're in the world. You're struggling with uh, getting all your groceries home from the store or much, you know, much bigger issues. When you are in the world, that's a whole other way of serving Hashem. When we're in Tyra, we don't see any reason for complaint. You know, it says that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Tarasu Menasa, he sat and learned nothing else existed. And when they came again, his son came out of the cave, they couldn't relate to people for whom other things existed. They lived in, they had a very difficult life, but they lived in this perfect world of the blueprint. Tyra the blueprint. The world is a whole other place. So one of the things that's complex in this generation is First of all, we're supposed to learn Tyra like Rabbi Shimon and be totally absorbed in it and then go out into the world. One reason, I guess, that we should be fully absorbed in it when we do it is because we want to get that concentrated purity that lifts us up to a higher level. Full. So that when we go down into the world, we can deal with the world. So, we said we were going to talk about complaints. Um, Sorry, and one other other Nakuda, as we said, if it's seven farm in the Chumash, three of them converge in this Parsha. What is the sixth Sefer in the Chumash when it's divided into seven? It starts with the word and the nation was like complainers. Wherever it says Vayhi, it means, oh, you're not going to hear good news. The nation was like complainers. What makes us into complainers? As soon as we leave the world of five. As soon as we step out of the blueprint and we go into the actual field, it gets really tricky. At that moment, we feel the energy go from whatever we want to say, a 10 to a 2. At that moment, boom. It says about Yaakov he came to the place of the base of Middash and he laid down. But as he was leaving Eretz Yisrael, it got dark. That's us too. As we're leaving the pure blueprint of Tyre, it gets dark. In that moment, you start to feel the complaints of, this is too much, it's overwhelming, 
It's too lonely. It's too dark. It's too disconnecting. It's too this. It's too that. But here is the amazing Nakuda. So we know what it's like to complain, to feel like life just doesn't work well in the regular world, in the world of seven. But here the Tyra is telling us an amazing point. You are not a complainer. You are like a complainer. You're a fake complainer. At the same time, why are you complaining? Why are you complaining? You suddenly feel the difference from going to Tyra down into the world. And it's too much for you. So you hear yourself complaining, but it's not a real complaint. <laughs> you're taking on the um, you're taking on the language of the world and speaking through the language of the world as if you had a real complaint. Because here it says, they were like complainers. Because Giddin are not shy of Timisainen, Mamish. They're only Timisainen. It's not possible for a Jew to complain. He's like a complainer with the true Kavana that when he goes into the world, he could say, keep me out of the world, I don't want to go. When he goes into the world, he takes on the language of the world, he acts like a complainer, his soul is not complaining, his soul is saying, yes, this is it, dear Betachtenim. His body, his regular practical life is complaining. But it's simply a um, playing a part in a play. You know, um, I'll tell you an interesting thing. I heard a shear from Rabbi Wolf yesterday, and he was speaking about the mimer, about the love between us and Hashem, the intensely passionate, intimate love between us and Hashem, and how the soul longs desperately for Hashem. And it suddenly hit me in that moment. We have a whole generation of young people whose souls, you can see it, their souls are longing for Hashem. They're not aware of it. They're just extremely discontented. Let's just call it that. Kimis Einanim. They don't even necessarily, God forbid, seem to want to do Tyrant Mitzvahs. And probably because they really feel what's written in the Mimer, which we find inspiring. But for them, it's real. For them, it's absolutely real. And they don't even know it. And when they see situations, you know, we always say, what made this? Child go off the derech. Well, he saw all these contradictions. Why? And it suddenly re- made me realize their love for Hashem is so intense that when they see someone that they are told to respect, disrespecting their beloved Hashem, they just break in a million pieces. It's too much for them. And often, God forbid they say at that moment, I just, I don't want to deal with the whole thing. I can't stay here and watch them disrespect my beloved, deep, intense, the one that I am intensely, intimately in love with, which, which is Hashem. I cannot stand the contradictions of seeing older people disrespect him. I don't want to know about the whole thing. Too traumatic. 
So it turns out we think we're on, they're off, and it probably is that they're on and we're on the practical level of the world of seven, we're on the derech and they're off because we're doing all the stuff and they're not. On the higher level of five, in which there's that passionate relationship of the soul to Hashem, they're on and maybe we're off. And maybe they're acting like complainers because they want complaining about, I don't like Yiddish guys. God forbid, because they want to alert us to the fact that something's not okay. Because here it's saying in the Sikha, why do we act like complainers? With Because the true kavana is that we should have the mila of tshuva that comes from that. So, and by the way, after after this passage by Yihan Kamasaninim, then we have all the things about, you know, the Miraglim. We have, we'll have all of these, um, we have the story of Kairach, a whole lot of stuff. Because when we fall down into the world, it's not simple. And yet, as we're in the world of seven, we're always in the world of five. We have kind of two parts to ourselves. And so, just to pull this all together, so what's the solution? How do you live in a world, of, a pure world of Kaira of five and live in a world of seven at the same time? Just look at the Parsha. This Parsha is the place where seven farm, three of those seven farm all converge in this Parsha. The Parsha is saying you need to give other people space and give yourself space that your flame of your soul should be able to rise up by of its own on itself. Meaning, we all know, every one of our souls knows what the truth is. And every one of our souls refuses to compromise on truth. A practical life is a different thing. That's where it all divides. That's where you see all different levels of observance. And that's why each person has to have his own journey. Each person is on the way to the same place. That experiencing and bringing Hashem for the whole world down into this world so the entire world can, be, can love Hashem deeply and passionately we're all on a journey to the same place. It's just that we express it all differently when we're in the world of seven. And so the, the answer is, me'aleha. Shalhevas ayla me'aleha means the flame of your neshama has to become what's called a flam fire. A very powerful fire. It is. And when we deal with other people, we want to acknowledge you have a powerful fire in you. And I stand in awe of that flame in you. And not only that, me'aleha, of its own. Ayla, it needs to rise up. The flame of your neshama needs to be allowed to rise up. 
your journey may be different from my journey, but it is everyone's soul is on the way up. Everyone. And it needs to rise up by itself. From within what you understand is the path to get you there. So, today's Erev Shabbos, so we're not going to speak long. So, let's give a bracha that each one of us should become fully, should be given the space to step into that fullness of the flame of our neshama, allow it to rise, allow it to grow the way it needs to grow, knowing that everybody means the truth and everybody means the same Hashem Echad and Echad and everybody wants the Gula Mitzvah Shlema and everybody's getting there and everybody's taking the world there. May we find ourselves in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately now.